0: Starting on a new series, uh, beginning in the month, and um, it's going to sound a little bit like an old series. We're dealing with what Jesus came and said, "Hey, I've come and I'm going to bring a new commandment." So, really, that's why we have the 11th command that He throws one in, and it's it's quite interesting that in the Old Testament they you can find the New Testament in the Old Testament. But this verse, this is how incredibly unique, and it just, it's just a signature saying, yeah, I am the guy, my Father and I and the Holy Spirit are the ones who are inspired these books. Because he came and said, you know, he taught, Jesus taught the Ten Commandments, and he gave a little better definition to how we apply them. And then he comes up and he goes, but I'm giving you a new one, number 11. So, he said, it's a new commandment. Guess what? This, ver- th- this command cannot be found in the Old Testament. Because, you know, you think, boy, well, he really knew the Old Testament. He wrote it. He inspired it. So, it's just kind of one of those little things you just kind of put in the back of your brain going, wow. You know, this is a new command. And it has a, a, an incredible unique a uniqueness to it. And that's the title of it. It says, the badge of... Of all Christians Is this 11th command So let's read it In John 13, 34 A new command I give you Love one another As I have loved you That right there is the key to this whole thing The Ten Commandments It starts off The first verse in uh, Exodus It starts off saying Basically, these ten commandments are here to keep you from being drugged back into slavery. He starts off because I'm the God who brought you out of slavery, out of Egypt. And so he gives us Ten Commands. Now when so we're gonna we're gonna put commandments in this category or this column, and we're gonna put things that we should do. In this category, when God gives us a command, and now that we see that there are 11 commands that you do, it is to keep us out of being drugged back to some type of slavery. You know, the slavery of this economy. You're saying, man, I just, I just, this economy is against me. You know, I'm enslaved to it. I don't have freedom. I'm enslaved to this person, this job, the lack of job. I'm enslaved. There's all types of slavery. And it said, God said, it goes, the commands keep us out of slavery. But then there's a side that is blessings. Now, of course, not being a slave to something is a huge blessing. But then there's verses like, you know, uh, husbands ought or should. It doesn't command us that husbands should love their wives. Now, our wives command that. But God just said, you know what? You want the better side of life? You should do this. And then it says, wives, you should do that. There's a benefit when you get a suggestion from God's word. When it's a command, there's a safety around us. And so we get the 11th command here, and it is to protect us from being drugged into some type of bondage. This is what saves us from our own silly selves. So it says, now here's the new command, love one another, it's talking about loving other Christians. You are to love other Christians, and there's a motivation for that. But it says that here's how you love them. Love them as I loved you. Not what you think love is. I mean, how many times have we, as teenagers, spent our time looking for love in all the wrong places? Or, never mind. (laughs) Just please stop singing, Mark. Um, It's not what we think love is. He says specifically, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love, strong words, you must love one another. By this one thing, everyone will know that you are my disciple. If you love one another. That's our badge. It didn't say if you can memorize and quote more scriptures. It didn't say that if... if you know, you go to Jerusalem. If, it doesn't say if you, you know, have your Sabbath on this day over that Sabbath. It says, if you love one another, this is your badge. And it said, and from that, guess what? Everyone is going to know that you're my disciple. doesn't say that everyone's going to become a believer, but it said, that is what's so amazing, that You loving one another is that badge of approval. Right before this, and we're going to kind of work our way backwards, the verse right before it, it says, my children, I will be with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and just as I told the Jews, so I will tell you. Where I'm going, you cannot come. Here's what's going on. Jesus is predicting his death and he's trying to get his family ready for it. Because where I'm going, you can't go. Guys, I'm the nucleus of this family. It is my love that's keeping you together. But I'm going away. The only way this family's gonna stay together is you gotta step up. And love one another. You know why this place sticks together? It's because I love you. And the things that not just I hey love you, bro, not that. I do for you. But I'm going away. Haven't you seen this in families when the matriarch, you know, she's lived to be 80, and you go over to her house, you know, all the every holiday, everyone goes to their house. She passes away. The family just disappears after they fight for her clothing. I don't know why that happens. An 80-year-old woman, and you're trying to, well, that's mine, that's mine. It smells like mothballs anyway. Why do you want it? Um, So it falls apart because they've not noticed how much the family was being held together by that love. It's expensive to love. We have family day every Sunday at my house. It's expensive. I do the cooking. <laughs> Crystal well, cooks a lot. I do the barbecuing. You know, <clears throat> that's the man's job. There's danger involved. At any minute I could burn my face off. At least my facial hair. So <clears throat> it's expensive. But that's what we do. Jesus saying, hey guys, this is all gonna go away unless you do what I do to y'all, and that is to love one another. Do you know how much we have to overlook, you know, the kids dripping ice cream on the couch, you know, take, that. just gotta, don't scream, but gently rebuke, you know, gently grab them, go find their parent real quickly, you know it, that is what Jesus is doing here. And so let's back up even more. The very first verse of this chapter. And, 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 and the point I want to make is that, you know, most of us are loved and have been loved. And, and you know, not just by grandma or grandpa or your mom, your dad, but God loves us. And God, God does so much stuff for us that if we've been in the faith for a while, you don't appreciate anymore. So I can tell you, even though we have family night at my house, My kids, they get, they see me working some, but they don't see the stuff that takes place before and after. That's because I love them. And there's things just like that, that Jesus was doing for the disciples that they no longer saw. Because in the very first chapter, guess what Jesus is doing? Jesus is, the disciples come in, Jesus takes his robe off, ties the towel around his waist, And kneels down and says, let me wash your feet. They didn't correlate this. This this whole chapter has a theme with, with many little ones in it. Jesus was serving them. Jesus was loving them by doing this. But Peter is the typical church. No, 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 I should be washing your feet. For some reason, shame came to Peter. And all Jesus was trying to do was show him how to love. You know, give me your feet. No, no, no. How many grew up in the church or a little church and you go to Wednesday night service or Sunday night service, you know, and they go, we're going to watch each other's feet. And oh. And you start thinking, did I wear the pair of socks that my little pinky sticks out of? Because of that hole. And why did I wear my tennis shoes? It smells like a little animal crawled in there and died. You know, it's like, oh, gosh. I, oh, I, who? Come on. Who's been there? Raise your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, man. I'm not feeling blessed at all. I'm Peter. Man, I'm being shamed. And all the pastor wants to do is bless us. He wants to love us and show us how to love one another by serving. All I'm thinking about is me. And I'm getting upset. Jesus says, Peter, if you don't let me do this for you, you have nothing to do with me. If you don't allow me to serve you and love you this way, you have nothing to do with me. Do you know how many of the church in the church are stuck in? We can't receive love, because there's got to be some motive behind it, or I don't understand why they're doing it. And then it's difficult for us to give love to another, going, oh, what are they going to think I want from them? Huh? You know I'm talking. I'm talking, I'm talking like it is. And this is the one badge that Jesus says, this identifies you to everyone in the world, that if you love one another. Wow. He's gone away. And he says, you guys have got to do this for each other. you got to get through your little arguments, your disagreements, and love. you got to not just be shamed when someone says, let me do this for you. There's pe- we don't ask for marriage ha- ha- uh, counseling help. We don't, we don't ask for financial help. We don't do this. We don't that. If anyone comes to you and suggests it, we're offended. How dare you? You're not allowing people to love you. You're going to have a, the same problem in loving others that they have some motive. They're going to see that you're doing something wrong. He says, "Guys, love one another." But listen, the reason I go to the second service is because there's someone at the first service I can't stand. I can't stand it when they are going, "Hallelujah." That's for a smaller service. It's the most shouting the service you've seen. You know? and then the third service we got Pam. You know, but. Uh, we love it. Nothing, you're up here all alone. You're like, well, and the Lord said here, amen. Well, <clears throat> let me say that a little bolder. So, but you know, I've had people going, hey, I just, I, just I can't, I can't, I can't with them going, praise God. So I'm going to go to this service to avoid them. But you know what? You can still love them. See, it's, it's not how we love. It says you love one another as I have loved you wow we got to take a look at this to get to get a, a, a grasp because th- there is a part of this dynamic that we've got to we've got to understand that there's two forces there's two scriptures that are fighting each other that cause us to back away from this command of loving one another because we just don't understand it we've not seen And appreciated the love that God has loved us. What he has done for us in in the public arena and the private arena. He is is loving us. So this is not sentimental feeling. This is a command. It doesn't say, oh, now fall in love. This is a command. I command you. So he's given us a direction that we can love somebody that we have difficult, difficulty being around. You know, people say, oh, hey, okay, Pastor Mark, can I spend time with you? I'm going, you're not ready. What do you mean you're not ready? I said, well, the more time you spend with me, I can be prickly. Because if you ask me something, I just might tell you the truth. I was like, now tell me the truth. Oh, you can't handle the truth. You've got to grow a little bit more. I'm just going to love you. You're not ready for the truth. Wow. Because Jesus gave his disciples truth. One of them couldn't handle it or interpreted it differently than the rest. So this is not a, a sentimental love. But I can not tell you, remember... Uh, Most people have, you know, new... When they get married, they want new vows. But do you remember the old ones? You know, that that when a couple's standing there and the person says, do you take this person to be your lawfully wedded whoever? Husband, wife. You know, the answer is sure. Okay, I do. Sometimes it's just... Nod. You know, that's all you can get out of some guys. All right? Because men don't remember any... my wife will say, "Do you do you remember that part of the service when we got married?" I don't remember the day. I just, 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 just stand up there. Don't fall down. Stand up there. Don't fall down. Check your zipper. Stand up there. Don't fall down. Check your zipper. Stand up there. Don't fall down. Check your zipper. And so, come on, kind of get a witness. <laughs> yeah, the the women are up there. Oh, I'm just enjoying it. So and so came. So and so, I wasn't there. So, so. But the correct response, God is expecting all Christians to say, from this day forward, for better or for worse, for richer or for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish, from this day forward until death do us part, I will. Not I feel. Not I do. But an act of my will. Beyond emotions, beyond feelings, because there's some days that you know what you want? You just want to argue. You don't want to feel loving. You don't want to be giving. But you know what? I put this in something other than feelings. I put it in my will. This is me till the day I die. I will. That's the command, that we put it in our Will. Don't we see someone struggling and they're a brother or sister? We see to it that that, if it's in our capability, is met. That they're encouraged. That they're moved along. That they're introduced to this person. That prayer, we are really not saying, hey, praying for you. Right. That's kind of like, love you, brother. I love you, brother. Yeah? What kind of love? You know, eros, filio. I mean, just love you. This is not that. This is something It's in your will because it's a command. And remember, it's a command that's going to keep us out of some type of bondage. Actually, if you think about it, this 11th command, if you walk this 11th command out to the best of your ability, it covers the other 10. you... (laughs) If we love one another, I'm not going to covet my neighbor's wife. If we love one another, I'm not going to murder you. If we, You kind of get it. This is kind of like the, the Mac Daddy of the commands. And Jesus says, now that I have a family, I got to keep them together. Listen, I'm going away. And for three years, I've walked with you dudes, and you haven't got it yet. So here is the crash, the, the, the crash, crash test. Here's the one. For... Forget everything else that I've tried to do. Do this one because I'm going away this week. Love one another. It covers a multitude of sin. My father-in-law, which has got him through the ministry until he passed away, he would have a saying, and I've come to hold and cherish the statement. When you see someone messing up in the church... He, he, before he would address it, he would tell himself, that person is more to be pitied. The word pity is mercy. That person is more to be pitied than scorned. Because they're going to suffer the consequences of what they've done. So they need more mercy than they do scorning. So let's move ahead with that, that thought. A new command. A, a new Protection from being drug off into slavery This will protect every area of your lives If you can put this in the will Now it is, it is not an act of one's emotion But an act of one's will I will Wow, the bat badge There comes a, a conflict in scriptures with this love deal We'll take a look at it. How did he love us? Jesus, number one, publicly never criticized his disciples. Now, there's two sides of this. He said, wait a minute. I remember he sent them all out in twos, and a couple of them came back, and he said, this city would not receive us. Lord, just send us back, and we'll call down fire and brimstone from heaven and destroy them in love. You know. He looked at them, he goes, you dodo birds. He actually, called them, you sons of thunder. And he called them that often. Go, sons of thunder. And there's a nice way of saying, you bunch of loudmouths. You bunch of loudmouths, shut up. That's pretty rough, don't you think? But you'll never find anywhere in the scriptures that Jesus threw the disciples under the bus to the Pharisees. Now, publicly, he would say things about the Pharisees, but he never spoke about his family publicly. But boy, privately, whoo, boy, he could take that belt and (laughs) give you a spiritual spanking, and it hurt. But he never did it publicly. Publicly never criticize. So that gives us to this point. The Bible tells us in Ephesians that it is the pastor's and the the leader's job to equip people for a work and a service, not a sit down and a party. You know, no, he goes, here's your job. You equip people to work. Some people come to church, they go, I just want to be loved. That's great. For how long? Now it's time to grow up. It's time for a work and a service. It's time for you to love someone the way you were loved. Wait a minute. I didn't sign up for this. Yes, you did. Oh, no, I just want to, I just want you, I just want to feel good about myself and go out the door. So that works for a while. It also says in 2 Timothy, it says, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season What's that first word, reprove? Where's the little kiss on the bottom? That's not what reprove, does that what reprove means, Rick? No, it doesn't. I'll answer that for you. Rebuke, does that mean pat him on the bottom? Good boy, good, you're looking. It's interesting that these first two, right, it goes, hey, preach the word. I know what happens when that word gets preached. It's going to rebuke and it's going to reprove because we're doing things wrong. We, new revelation is going to be released as we grow in the Lord. It says, "Exhort." Now we got to exhort, but you know what? That's pick them up. It was. It was here. We got smack them on the other side with great patience and instruction. How do you do that and have people stay? They're not used to that. Even in parenting today, parents don't want to parent. They want to be their friends. We were not... They have friends. Your children have friends. They need parents. They need somebody who's going to be loyal to them, not criticize them publicly, but needs to teach them. Well, here's, here's where the rub comes. In Romans 8, 1, it says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for them who are in the Lord. Now, this is what's so difficult. You try to get somebody ready for a work or service. You have to correct the way they do things, the way they're thinking about things, the way they think about themselves, and you go to correct them. You know, gently move them along. You're just criticizing me. You're condemning me. Why are you condemning me? You just, you, you're judging me. The Bible says, "Thou shalt not judge." I'm sorry, but it tells me to judge your work, your test your fruit. This. It says there is now no condemnation The problem is, is people think we can't correct, we shouldn't correct, we shouldn't do this What it says, you know where the condemnation is birth Right here Condemnation is birthed right there that's, that's a voice coming from inside of you You see there, for, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Because if you're going through a difficult time, it may be to correct. It may be to rebuke. But it is going to be for our good, and there's going to be a reason why and an answer at the other side of it. People who suffer from condemnation. That, you know, we, we've had people, you know, who, you know, they go to a church they, the church, they love the church, they love the church, they love the church, they love the church. And all of a sudden, something happens. And now every time something happens or is said, they see it as condemnation. A criticism of them. Instead of getting you ready for a work or a service. Even, even I, this is an amazing thing. When I, when I worked for the Humongo Church, I would see the pastor do something and he'd be wrong. Either teaching or saying something to somebody He would be wrong But if that person took that instruction Even though his motivation for it was wrong Because of their obedience God blessed them God blessed them You remember the widow's mite Jesus telling the story goes: The widow who just put in You know the half a penny In the offering Who was she giving that to? The Pharisees The temple, the corrupt temple. She was giving it to a corrupt institution who wasn't teaching the whole word of God, but who was blessed because of their obedience. See how that works? It took me a long time to get over that one. Long time. Oh, that word, he's not rightly dividing that word. You know what? I'm sitting here. I'm just going to take it. obedient. So somebody comes to you and they may have the wrong spirit and say something. They may even be wrong. But the Bible says, love one another. Daddy's gone for a little while. Because when you love one another, you're loyal. And I know people change jobs. It doesn't matter if if you go to a church you know people who leave this church you know for whatever reason, even if it's a you know in their minds always a good reason, but I want you to know that there's a, people come up to me we've had people you know that said, listen, no it's nothing against you, we love you, we love you so much, but we want to go over here and I said, even if it was something that I did, there is a loyalty that seems broken if you were to go to go to a job in North Carolina, and you left our church. There's a brokenness, because it's like, this is what I expect us to always be, connected. I know that you're going to be there for my kids and when, when I need an encouragement. And there's a brokenness that comes. And people think they can just change church and change church, and you can't without feeling, leaving someone feeling broken. That they're, it's, it's, they're not leaving me, they're leaving us. And it hurts It just hurts That's, there, there, there's, there's a damage coming to that, that, that whole idea That love one another You just can't disappear And expect no one to feel it But remember Condemnation can get onto you Some can, Something can happen to you But if you allow condemnation to live in your brain In your heart It doesn't matter who's trying to come and love you Who's trying to do something for you? What are they doing that for? Lord, don't wash my feet. I should be washing yours. All of a sudden, because Jesus was going to love him, he goes, no, no, I should have been loving you. This is all wrong. I should be doing that. He can't receive love. He wasn't giving love. He can't receive it because he recognized he should have been doing that for him. So if you can't receive, you can't give. You can't give, you can't receive. How are we going to show the world we're Christians? What's the badge? We love one another. There's this roadblock. Condemnation. Some of you know this condemnation very well. Romans, there is therefore now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ, we have forgiveness in the cross. When we're accused of something, if we did it or didn't do it, we have an ability, a way... To make it right I'm not condemned why is this happening to me to better me to strengthen me keep me from being so soft and you know I, I need to be a little harder I need to be able to withstand this I need to get down and battle this together maybe with someone else to help me get through this is this condemnation or me just not being able to get be loved I can't tell you how many times you go up to love someone and they're sunburned have you remember, remember that Getting sunburned? You know, not everyone gets sunburned in here, okay? You see someone who's just, I mean, you go, you're at the beach. I smell bacon. Better tell that little white girl to get up and get in the shade. (laughs) She's bright red, you know. As much as you hurt for them and you want to love them, You want to love them, so you go up to put your arms around them and give them a little squeeze. Are they feeling love? Uh Uh-uh. You might even get a cuss word out of them. (laughs) Get your (laughs) off me. But I just want to love you. There's too many in the church who are sunburned. And it doesn't matter what anyone does to love them. It's painful. It's going to hurt. Condemnation has creeped into them. How did he love us? He loved us in deeds and in truth. In deeds and in truth. 1 John 3, 16. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, how do you lay down your life? Lay down... What you have to get done maybe these next two hours. And if you see a need somewhere, go and help them. If you have the ability to help someone meet a a need in their life, their marriage could be financial. It could be instruction. It could be with their kids. It could be something physical that you can help them build. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. Okay, he laid down, did you he hear that laid down? If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us love not with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. It took me a while to find this in truth. Well, there's actions and in truth. What's truth? The action is touchable. It's seeable. It's not just words. Love you. <laughs> Great. Now somebody's going to leave here, and that's your habit. You, always, you say love you to everybody, right? My, my wife says, love you. She's on the phone. She goes, she, okay, now listen. People who've talked to my wife, you've, you've said, you said goodbye. She says, love you. Who's heard it? Okay. So Crystal goes, I don't remember the last time you told me you loved me. <laughs> I can't get it in. you telling everyone you love her, them. You know, <laughs> that didn't go over well. I was trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> didn't work. I got to work on that. But she tells everybody she loves them. You know, I, I don't tell any of you. So <laughs> you know what I, I would actually do? I'd rather sand a board, shellac it, and give it to you as a serving drink. If that's what you need, that's what I do. I'd rather come over and mow your yard, I'd rather cut down a tree, I'd rather do that. That's love. Because you know what? I'm laying down what I want to get done this afternoon and doing what you need to get done. I just laid down my life. And that's what he says. That's what has to happen if I go away. Because I've been laying down my life for you guys. Wow. Keeping the love command means doing something, not feeling something. Those are the questions for small groups this week. Here's something I wanna, I'm going to put out there. For us to be able to move into loving one another, we've got to deal with that thing in your brain. It has a mind of, uh, an intelligence. Condemnation can think of things that you really don't remember. It is like it has its own brain. It sees and remembers things that you don't remember. It throws in things that you didn't see, it just suggests something. Well, like, no, that's not from God. But in Christ Jesus, it says, if there's no now, there's no condemnation in those who love the Lord because we have a fix. We can go get forgiveness we can realize, hey, we're just being corrected, we're just being rebuked, but we're not being shamed. Jesus gave hard talks to his followers. But some of us don't even do battle anymore with condemnation. You go to sleep at night. If you did something wrong and you're, and you're just getting condemned, why did I say that to my son? Why did I say that to my son? Why did I do that at work? Why did I do... You know what? Go to your son and apologize. Why did he say that? Go to him and ask why he, did he say that. But don't stay in bed night after night being condemned. Being reminded of how wrong you were, how wrong they were. How... This isn't going to work. It's just criticism, criticism, being condemned and condemned. Today, before we can accept this word, there's many of us who need to recognize that voice is untethered in my life. It just runs wild. And we need to bring a spotlight. I want us to bring a spotlight, a flashlight to it. So let's stand. You understand what I'm saying about this evil thing, it is not to exist in someone who's in Christ. You know if it does in you. You may say, I don't have the ammunition to fight it. I don't even know what to throw at it. Well, what we need to do is recognize it. And to give anyone the benefit of the doubt that when they're doing this and doing that, they're just trying to love me and help me.